Hello and welcome back to Living Dharma Today podcast series on the five precepts of the Buddha. I'm your host, Stephen Lyon. Today we're going to wrap up this series of discussions and talks on these precepts by focusing for the first part on the final two, which I have always thought were very closely related, almost intertwined. That's the fourth precept or precept of to abstain from sexual misconduct and the fifth to abstain from all intoxicants. Well, this should be fun. To abstain from sexual misconduct. Now, before you turn the dial or turn it off or run for head for the hills, it's really pretty simple. And the question I need to answer is, am I free to engage in any kind of sexual relationship with this person or that person, or am I not free? Am I married? Am I partnered? Am I engaged? Am I engaged in an exclusive relationship? Have I led anyone to believe that I am exclusively seeing them and them alone? If the answer to any of that is yes, any of those questions is yes, then no, I am not free. I have suspended that freedom by the promises I have made, the vows I have taken, I guess even the implications I've allowed to foster. And I have to ask those questions of the potential sexual partner. Are you free? And of course the, the web is getting involved in all the rationalizations. Well, yes, I'm married, but my spouse and I don't understand. And it's nonsense. You're either free or you're not, according to the precept. Why would I abstain? Why would I find it necessary to go through all that? Well, first of all, it doesn't take very long. And secondly, if I am authentically, genuinely concerned and interested and committed to living a life with, of, of, of harmlessness, a life where I don't hurt anybody deliberately or inadvertently, then those questions are, are necessary. I don't know the answer to the question for the other person, but I know them about myself. And I can deceive myself for the momentary physical pleasure of sex. The final precept is to abstain from all intoxicants. Now, does that mean I can't have a glass of wine or two or a couple of beers or a shot or maybe even a, a hit off a joint or... No, that's not what it means at all. What it means from my point of view in the 21st century is that unless you have a physiological problem with alcohol or drugs of any kind, you don't have to eliminate them from your life completely. What you must do, what I must do, what we all must do 
is be moderate. Of course, I, you can have a glass of wine or two. The idea here is that I don't want to muddle my mind. I don't want to cloud my mind. I don't want to be fuzzy. I want to be clear. Because unless I'm clear, clear-headed, clear-minded, there is the potential to hurt somebody. Even if I don't intend to. Telling an inappropriate joke. Making a sly comment that one would never, ever make when one was sober. And intoxicants are not only restricted to substances, alcohol and drugs. There are behaviors. Sex can be an intoxicant. Money, working, working out, food, any number of things can certainly be intoxicating in the sense that they relieve a sense of boredom or sadness or emptiness, any number of things. So an intoxicant is a behavior as well as a substance. And you know, if once again, I'm devoted and clear-minded about my decision to live an ethical life and not cause harm to anybody to the very best of my ability, then I don't have the, uh, the right to then turn around and say, oh, except on Saturday night, you know, <laughs> that's not how it works, I'm afraid. So these last two precepts really are wonderful ends to the to the, the study of the five, and they're so beautifully matched with the previous three. You know, again, if I'm committed to living a, a life without hurting others, others and myself, then I'm not going to lie. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to speak harshly about or to another person. I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to try to find another way. I'm not going to kill deliberately or to the best of my ability, inadvertently, another living thing. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to take what isn't given to me or what isn't mine to take. I'm not going to steal. Most importantly, I'm not going to deprive another person of his or her peace of mind. To the best of my ability, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to engage in sexual activity that has even the, the threat of harm, damage to another relationship, damage to my own relationship, damage to self-esteem, damage to another person's self-esteem. I'm just not going to do it. And then I'm not going to live a life of foggy brain, muddled brain. I'm not going to engage in activities or imbibe substances that make me fuzzy. I'm just not going to do it. Because my goal is to live my life ready, open, clear-minded, and attentive enough to experience everything that life has to offer.
Where is this path leading me? I have no idea. I have no idea. But I just know from the last 15 years living this way has just, I've had a great time, a great life. Not without sadness and loss and challenges and troubles and fears and, and frustrations, but nothing like it used to be. The impermanent aspects of all of those things have really become very, very real in my life. Very real in my life. I began this series by quoting a, 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 a paragraph from Joseph Campbell's great book, uh, The Hero with a Thousand Faces, where he talks about the risk of living a full life and the risk required to do that to abstain or refrain from certain things and embrace certain others, most of them unknown, most of them full of risk to be vulnerable to oneself and to the world around it. Because without being vulnerable, well, there isn't going to be much happening. The experience of life will be exceptionally limited. And that is, is rather sad. And the beauty of that is that so many have gone before us, taken these risks, lived this way, and tell us that the, the nature of their lives have just blossomed. So Campbell wrote about that very succinctly. And I'm hoping that after having listened to these podcasts and thought about some of these uh, 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 precepts and started to incorporate them into your life a little bit and examine them in, in a very critical way that by hearing this excerpt from Campbell may reveal just how powerful and prescient it is. You know, he says, we don't have to risk this alone for the heroes of all time have gone before us. And the labyrinth is thoroughly known. We only have to follow the thread of that path. And where we had thought to find an abomination, we shall find a God. Where we had thought to slay another, we shall slay ourselves. Where we had thought to travel outward, we shall come to the center of our own existence. And where we thought to be alone, we shall be one with all the world. I'm your host, Stephen Lyon.